0: What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC.
1: Greeny with Mike
2: Greenberg, the podcast. Somebody believes the 49ers run will continue. I think she's wrong. It is Greeny on ESPN Radio presented by Progressive Insurance. Of course, we are on your smart speakers as well. At, say, play ESPN Radio. It is Chris Carlin, Courtney Cronin on this Friday. Courtney, good morning.
0: Good morning. How are you?
2: I'm outstanding, and let's get right to it. Some straight talk brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless. Courtney, lay it out for me why the 49ers are winning in Green Bay tomorrow night.
0: You know, I a couple weeks ago, you and I hosted this show together, and I said that they might be the most dangerous team In the NFC, if there's any team that can go into Lambeau Field and upset the Packers who had a week off of rest with the bye, they're coming back healthy at the right time, Aaron Rodgers is playing the most confident he's played probably in the last couple years, even the year he won the MVP, that if there's any team that can come in there and have the right formula, the right game plan, who understands their offense because they go against it every single day effectively in practice, It's the San Francisco 49ers, and I know that there's not a whole ton of confidence given what we saw happen in Dallas last week, how they were able to get away in that game, and knowing some of the injury concerns that they're trying to get over. We're still waiting to hear if Nick Bose is going to be out of the concussion protocol and cleared, but I don't know, Chris. I, I, I tend to... I usually don't pick the underdog in situations like this, especially going to a place like Lambeau Field, which is going to be a frozen tundra. Hard place to throw the ball when your shoulder is sore, but I've got a feeling. Courtney,
2: zero degrees. Zero degrees at kickoff tomorrow night is the forecast. It's
0: it's like it is here in Minnesota. I haven't left my house in two days.
2: And this is balmy for you up there. And listen, I, I get that, and I... I want to be able to pick the 49ers. I will be rooting hard for the 49ers just because I like the way they play. I I like the fact that they want to run the ball down your throat as much as they can, and they're going to give the ball to their playmakers in the biggest spots. Like One just underappreciated aspect of last week's game in Dallas to me was when in the most crucial of times when they needed to get a first down and they came up just inches short that they got the ball to Debo Samuel, that they weren't afraid that Kyle Shanahan would absolutely run and end around instead of just the standard run the football, try to get the first down. If not just run the play clock out, let's get it to the people who can do the most damage, especially when you may not even be expecting it. I also love what they do defensively.
0: I just, Courtney. It's hard guess... to pick against the Packers. I get it. Yeah. I get it. Everything is stacked up for this team to make a run to the Super Bowl. I think we even felt it, feel it more this year with the Packers than we did last year when they were at the NFC Championship game and lost to Tampa Bay Buccaneers. There is something, though, within their whole formula for what's been working for them this season, why they've cruised outside of like a couple strange losses, like the one that they had to the Saints uh, opening weekend, why they're so good. I honestly don't know, though, if that formula is going to be able to continue because consider how much pressure there is on this team. And I know everybody's talked about it this week of what happens if they don't win this game. Does the whole thing come apart at the seams? Does Aaron Rodgers immediately start talking free agency and getting himself out the door from Green Bay and what happens to everybody else? I know that the players and everybody who's talked about it has kind of – you know, downplayed that notion. The pressure that's on this team to perform this week to win against a team that has back-to-back road wins. Uh, at the, at, you know, to keep their season alive. Think about the game in Week 18 against the Rams, forced to overtime, and then last week on the road in Dallas. I just can't pick against a team that's this hot right now. No, the listen. 49ers.
2: Completely understood. I just when it when it boils down to it, I have to always. And, and it could be a fault for me when I'm, when I'm really up in my feelings and can't find my way out of it, Courtney. <laughs> I have to go to who the best player on the field is. Sure. And the best player on the field is the Packers quarterback. Now, to your point, if you believe that it is such an incredible home field advantage, this from Hembo today, it is not nearly what it used to be in Green Bay. In... 60 plus years until 2001, the Packers had won all 13 playoff home games at Lambeau Field. Since 2002, they have played 13 home games in the postseason. They are only seven and six. They are only seven and six, and they lead the NFL in home playoff losses over the last 20 years. As I said, that is from Hembo, and we have seen it. I just. In this case, I don't necessarily believe it's going to happen. One case that I do think it's going to happen is on the road in Kansas City for the Buffalo Bills. I'm very much on the Bills bandwagon right now, and there's no question that it is not lost on Josh Allen and the Bills that beating the Chiefs and the AFC, especially on the road, is really achieving something. Here is Allen on facing the chiefs and what that means
3: i don't know if rivalry, rivalry is the right word but they are the uh the mecca of what the afc or of
1: the afc and that's that's the team that everybody wants to aspire to be to be in three afc championships in a row and be in two uh two super bowls in a row so um that's the type of level that we
3: want to be in in order to to be the best you got to beat the best and um they've really been you know one of the if not the best team in the last four years and uh you know, again, we've got a a, a good opportunity here, um, and we're excited for it. And uh, as as I sure they are as well.
2: Courtney, I have seen the Chiefs in person. I have seen them enough this year to honestly believe they can be had on Sunday.
0: Yeah, I mean, think about where Buffalo is right now, playing, uh, especially on offense. I mean, they're devastating. I don't think we're going to see any 40 burgers put up by either offense considering, you know, the bills pass defense is tremendous and Kansas city's isn't bad either, but the way that it all came together for Buffalo against the new England Patriots in, you know, arguably one of the most dominating playoff performances of this era. It's just incredible with the offensive diversity that they have. And then like what they can do to rely on their pass defense. I think that's a lethal combination when you have, Kansas City, and how just like the way that they the way that they've played down the stretch, the win streak, the whole thing, it feels like this is the AFC Championship game. Like, right, this is a de facto one that everybody's gonna be. It should be. Yeah. But that's what we're gonna be considering it this weekend you know, it's probably going to come down to a very slim margin between who ends up on top in this one. And I, I'm just excited, though, because of the two high-powered offenses that you're going to see. And for Buffalo, what's the thing that we complained about with this group all year long offensively? No run game, no consistent run yep. game, your quarterback's your run game. Well, Devin Singletary's playing the best ball of his pro career right now. That's really, really important.
2: Courtney, it's exceptionally important, and I'm so glad you brought it up because the Bills have – have run the football over the last six weeks as good as anybody in the game, with Singletary in particular. Mm -hmm. They have to keep that formula going, and there are times where I feel like Brian Dayball, as much as he's rumored to be up for head coaching jobs and interviewing for head coaching jobs, not just rumored, that he understands the toy that he has to play with in Josh Allen, and sometimes gets a little too pass-happy in that offense, even especially when they've had success earlier in the game running the ball. I feel like they're capable of getting away from it. If they don't get away from it, their defense is good enough that they will come up with, let's just say, the three big stops in the game they will need to win this game. I don't have the faith whatsoever that the Chiefs will do that.
0: The reason I love what we saw last week like you talked about where Brian Dable found balance like to a, to a heavy degree found balance where you don't need Josh Allen to throw the ball 45 times to win the game. 25 pass attempts and having Josh Allen not be your leading rusher as well, that's a, that's a recipe for success. And if they can follow exactly what they did against the Patriots, that same method, I think that they win that game too.
2: This has been Straight Talk brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless. No contract, no compromise. It's Chris Carlin, Courtney Cronin in for Greeny today. Presented by Progressive Insurance. When you, save when you bundle auto, home, or motorcycle insurance. Visit Progressive.com. This weekend is yet another playoff appearance for Tom Brady, but is it his last? Our next guest doesn't think that it's all that outlandish to think it will be. We will discuss that in moments. We are just getting started on Greeny on ESPN Radio.
1: Greeny, the podcast. Macy's has the perfect gift guide to make picking something for mom easy this year. Head to Macy's.com slash gift finder today. That's Macy's.com slash gift finder. This
3: podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S A V E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8 SAVE. That's the number eight, S A V E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be.
2: It is the best sports weekend of the year. No question. Divisional weekend in the NFL playoffs. Chris Carlin, Courtney Cronin in Fort Greene today on ESPN Radio and ESPN Plus. Joined in studio right now by ESPN NFL analyst Rob Ninkovich giving us the straight talk. Brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless. No contract no compromise uh if you missed it i don't want to speak out of turn but you're saying that definitively tom brady retires after this game correct no
3: no, (laughs) i never said that but that's that's the media and how we live in 2022 i was asked the question somebody asked me would you be surprised if tom brady decided to walk away from the game and i said which i i My exact words were, I never said the word retirement because that's putting words in my mouth. I never said retirement. I said, if Tom Brady decided to walk away at the age of 44, soon to be 45, it wouldn't be shocking. It wouldn't be surprising because of the fact of all the things that he's been able to do. The seven championships, uh, the the branding, the, the success of TB12, the changing of teams and winning another Super Bowl And then I also said if he plays till 50, I wouldn't be surprised either. So I don't understand why there's any shock out there when people are like, why would you say – why would Tom walk away after having such a great year at 44 years old and about to be 45 in August? My comeback to that is there's other things that – that that maybe he maybe maybe there's other things that he feels like are are something he wants to go and do, or you know is he has children, he has a family, there's other things that maybe are that are interesting to him that he wants to work on, so it doesn't make sense why there'd be a shock factor to it, and the only thing that I can think of is the majority of media would love to see Tom play until they could finally say, "See." See, (laughs) see, the wheels fell off. See, you know, look, he looks like uh, Roethlisberger in his last year. He looks like Manning. See, he's human. So don't give him the satisfaction. You know, like for me, I retired after the Super Bowl. I was 32 years old. Why did I do it? Because I played linebacker for 11 years. What are the long-term side effects of playing linebacker for 20 years? Yep. I don't know. It's not good. So (laughs) why would I play 12, 13, 14 years when I don't have to When your lifestyle? And at the end of the day, it's about – how do you, you know, what are you what are your goals because everyone has different goals everyone has a different you know number you know hey i want this you know my family's good i played a lot of years I, I have super bowl rings to show for it that everyone has a different thing that that makes them say okay i'm ready and i don't know i don't know i have no inside in, in information but i would say that if tom said hey guess what I'm, i've had a career i'm ready to i'm ready to move on I wouldn't be like, oh my goodness, why? No, Tom, please. <laughs> I would say, okay, yeah, great. heck of a career, Tom. You're the best to ever do it. And then if he said, I'm going to play five more years, I'd say, okay, well, yeah, yeah you probably can. So there you go, everybody. <laughs> you know, that's the reason why in my locker when I was a football player, I had people's faces crossed off the list because it's just ridiculous <laughs> how it's, it's funny how, you know, things are manipulated and twisted and they ask, you know, literally somebody asks, Byron Leftwich, Rob Ninkovich, the former football, former linebacker with Tom Brady, says that he expects him to like. No, get your facts right. It was I was asked the question, would I be shocked, and I said no. Like, who would be shocked that a forty-four or forty-five year old would decide to walk away after they've made three hundred million dollars? (laughs) Like. Would be shocking. I sense this might be somewhat bothersome. It just it does bother me because that's the way of the world right now, and yeah. it's all about clicks and you know uh, clickbait and trying to you know put things in other people's mouths and twist them. And if you were to read something like a the, the the title or read you know what they were asking Leftwich, you would assume that I said that Tom Brady was going to do that, which that wasn't the case. I just said I wouldn't be shocked or surprised, which I, like, would you be shocked or surprised if he played five more years or if he retired? I
2: wouldn't be shocked or surprised by anything. Exactly.
3: So, exactly. What, what's the big shocking headline news about it? And I would say Leftwich said, I don't know. I never, I didn't see the statement. I didn't, if he was to see exactly what I said, I'm sure he'd be like, Yeah, well, I mean, shoot. He's playing right now at the best we've ever seen him play. And he's 44, and we've never seen anyone do that. That's shocking. You know, if somebody would have said four years ago that Tom would have left New England, won a Super Bowl, and thrown for 5,000 yards and over 50 touchdowns this year at 44, you would have said that was crazy. So, boom. (laughs) Mic drop. Let's talk about football.
0: Yeah, yeah. Rams Bucks, uh, kicking things off Sunday slate of divisional playoff games. Raheem Morris, the defensive coordinator for the Rams, coming off arguably his best game of the year last week in the way that he called it. The last time that these two teams meet, in spite of the Bucks losing, Brady was really good against that zone scheme that the Rams like to deploy. What do they need to do from a defensive perspective if they're going to win this game? Do they do they keep what they did last time? Is there any like checks or changes that you expect them make? Seeking.
3: Pressure him 16 times like they did in the first matchup. The, the key to this one's going to be Aaron Donald. The key is going to be uh, you know Von Miller. The pressure that they're able to get on the quarterback. And look, we we've seen something for the first time that we haven't seen in two years with Tampa, and that's an issue at offensive line. They have been the most consistent unit and the most healthy offensive line in football. Just plain and simple, they've had the most snaps together. And when you have the ability to play with an offensive line that's played together for that long, it's tough when you lose a, a guy, a, you know, a tackle, and you have a backup come in and he's banged up. And then it's tough when you lose Jensen for a couple snaps because he's banged up. So no matter what, you know, you know that their center's not going to be 100% in this football game. It's just not going to like whatever it takes as a as a football player when you're playing in the playoffs. If you get dinged up, you know, for a perfect example. Uh, we were playing the Ravens in the AFC Championship game, and Drod Mayo hit my thigh board and broke it in half and put gave me, like, the worst thigh contusion. It damaged my quad. Like, it damaged the muscle in my quad. I had so much blood in my thigh that it, it drained all the way down into my ankle, and I played the Super Bowl in in Indianapolis against the Giants with, like, uh, the biggest hebatombo you could ever imagine Jeez. on your thigh. If you're playing in the playoffs, if you're if you are a starter in the playoffs and you get hurt in the previous game, and you can play, you're going to play. Now, does that affect you? It hurts. It's going to affect you. You take your toradol, you take your Advil, you you take a Tylenol. Well, you don't do the Advil and toradol because it's the same thing. But you know, toradol, Tylenol. It's just you do what you got to do. It's football. It's, it's a it's a tough sport, and when you go out there, and, and if you get hurt, that could affect wins and losses, and we've seen every single year there's somebody that kind of is, I I I don't like to say luck because it's football, and in football it's sometimes you can go through a full season and everyone stays healthy and and relatively healthy and you get through the end and boom, you you win. But then you might lose one or two guys that are so vital and a big key to success. You know, the Rams getting pressure on Tom, that, that would probably be the biggest factor in this matchup.
2: ESPN NFL analyst Rob Ninkovich joining us. Chris Carlin, Courtney Cronin in Fort Greene today on ESPN Radio and ESPN+. Plus. Tomorrow night, you've got the 49ers in Green Bay. How much does the short week and the temperatures play into this against the 49ers?
3: The short week more so than the temperatures. uh, You know, it's tough. Like I said just a minute ago, when you play in these games, you get beat up a little bit. You have nicks, you have bumps, you have bruises. Um, So coming out of a game then you go through a week that you have to prepare yourself to go play a really good team that's had an extra week of rest and recovery. They're going to be fresh and ready to go. They're going to be dialed in. They've been practicing outside in negative five degree temperatures. So the kicker knows, okay, how does it feel coming off my foot? The punter Understands where do I gotta drop? I gotta drop this ball lower. I can't let it float out in front of me. It might get taken taken away from my foot in the wind, and I, so I don't shank a punt. Your long snapper has his hand warmers ready with the, the you know the warmers inside to make sure that when he goes to snap the ball, it's a perfect snap. The 49ers don't have that luxury they can't go you know rent a, a hundred thousand square foot uh, practice facility inside a freezer to go and, and simulate those things so it's definitely going to be difficult for them to travel to Lambeau to play in such a cold a cold environment um, it, it's just it's not easy I, I'd say that a cold climate football team it works both ways if you're from a cold climate and you go to a hot plot hot spot like if you're the Patriots going down to Miami it's always hard same same way when you reverse that. When you're a warm team, you go to the cold, it's not easy. It's not easy at all. So I think, I think that the Packers are going to roll in this game uh, just based on Aaron Rodgers' mentality right now. He seems to be in, like, this zen, Wusab type like, mentality all season, and uh, he seems to be on a mission
0: yeah and his play action game is certainly part well, of that Zen mentality yeah, yeah. too. Yes. How, how do you think that factors in for what this offense can do, considering you know that week off they got a lot of guys back and a lot of people at you know relatively full health, they're going to have a full cast of of weapons here. How do you think that that factors into the defense they're going against in the 49ers?
3: Yeah, so I mean the 49ers, they have a good defense, um, but I, I would say that in this matchup, twenty five attempts to rush running the football in Green Bay, if they can run the ball 25 times, that means that their play-action game is going to be just insanely good. You know, Aaron Rodgers the last two years has 35 touchdown passes, no interceptions based on just play-action alone. <laughs> so, I mean, if you think about his ability to run the ball, be balanced on offense, and they like to they like to balance things up. It's not a drop-back 50-time type you know, game plan for the, the Packers. They understand the balance there that they need, and Aaron Rodgers is the best at executing that.
2: ESPN NFL analyst Rob Ninkovich joining us in studio. All right, uh, Bengals-Titans, Derek Henry being hurt. You were saying off the air mm. that him being out and missing all this time is actually a blessing in disguise. Yeah. Why?
3: It, it might have been the best thing that happened to the team because when you lose somebody – they like Derrick Henry, other people, other running backs in that room had to step up and they did that. They were able to continue to run the football at the same pace and, and really go out there and push people around offensively with their with their offensive line, their running backs. really stepped up. Ryan Tannehill. You have to everyone has to be better when you lose a guy like Derrick Henry. So when he comes back, they have all experienced having to be at a higher level. So now you just sprinkle in more talent where you can rotate a little bit because you're not going to expect the guy to come back from a a foot surgery to play every snap offensively. They're going to have him in there for 15, 20 snaps, you know, running the football, direct runs, north and south. They don't want to put him out there and put him in a situation where he could re-injure something. So the guys that you relied on after he was hurt, you're going to still have to rely on them. They're still going to play. They're still going to have a big vital role. but. Now they've experienced it, they've done it, they have the confidence to do it, and it's just more talent on the field.
0: Call me crazy, but is there any sort of correlation here? Because when you brought up Derrick Henry, you're talking about everybody who had to fill in since Halloween when he got yep. hurt. Mm-hmm. That reminds me of like what Kansas City's dealing with or has dealt with with Clyde Edwards Lair. Yes, he didn't miss that many games like Derrick Henry did, but he's been out for pockets of time. And Der- and Darrell Williams last week was was questionable, and then you know was not very effective. Quit, was on a snap count last week, so they turned to Jarek McKinnon. Are there kind of parallels between the way that those two run games, in relying on their depth because they had to out of injury, of why they're so successful right now? At least what we saw with Kansas City last week, and what you know what we expect potentially to see with a more well-rounded running game that's not all going through Derrick Henry in in Tennessee.
3: Yeah, I mean, I think it's comparable, but really, honestly, I think the best thing that happened to Kansas City was their defense had to be slapped cross the face and said, hey, listen, you need you all need to wake up because offensively we don't have it this year. In years past, the offense was really just doing whatever they wanted to, scoring at will. The defense wasn't very good. You know, Kansas City's defense had struggled for the last couple of years. Early in the season, they really changed their identity defensively and then helped the offense, gave the offense time to figure out what do we need to do to get back to where we used to be. The comfort level of that. So, I think that throughout the season, it could be offensive line, it could be running back position, it could be injuries, it could be you know having to deal with certain things that, at the moment, like Derrick Henry when he went down, I think everyone was like, "Well, that's it for Tennessee. They're done. That's it. Put a fork in them." But in reality, the guys that were in the locker room, the guys that were on the team i like, no, we, we still have the, the, the line in front of the running back that can open the holes up. We still have the head coach that is giving us the best opportunity, putting the best guys in the proper positions to win. And when you have that in place, you go on a run. You win a lot of football games. You're the number one seed in the AFC, which I don't think anybody would have said Tennessee was going to be the number one seed in the AFC. Um But it, it it's happened to the Titans. It happened, it's happened to Kansas City in, in different aspects. I even think – you know, defensively, it helped them realize, look, we need to be better if we want to get in the playoffs.
2: Last one for me, it's ESPN NFL analyst Rob Ninkovich joining us in studio. Chris and Courtney in for Greeny today. Last week, Josh Allen was in the zone and in the zone brought to you by AutoZone. Get in the zone, AutoZone. He was tremendous. And everybody was asking those questions about, oh, I can't play in the cold weather. But when you look at this matchup as a whole, what is the single greatest defining aspect of it for either team Uh,
3: man I really love this matchup but it's a tough one to pick because both quarterbacks are really good and you know Bill's mafia they hate me anyway because I played for the Patriots for so long so (laughs) you know last week I picked the Patriots and they look terrible you know you gotta as a football player pre pre, 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 former football player sometimes I get caught up in that Um, (laughs) you, you watch games as a player you don't watch them as a fan so when I watch a football game I put myself as if I was on the field, if I was playing defense, if I was going against the offense that I'm looking at. And the Buffalo Bills, the number, the best player on their roster is Josh Allen. And I say that because when he has the football as a defender, it's so hard to stop a mobile quarterback. It's even harder to stop a guy that can get away from you, run away from you, and throw the ball down the field accurately. And he was on fire when it, come, when it came to scrambling, running. Uh, juking players out of their cleats, throwing the ball down the field. And and in this matchup, it's going to come down to can the Kansas City Chiefs limit Josh Allen running the football, scrambling for first downs, being the more physical running – he's like a running back, a big physical running back when he gets down the field and he runs at you. So, you know, I I really think that it's tough for teams to win in Arrowhead. There's a reason why no team has ever beat Kansas City twice in the same season in the history – in the history of playing in Arrowhead Stadium, there's not a team that has gone in beat them twice. So with that, you know it's going to be really tough on the road. It's going to be loud. Last year, throw out everything you we, we've seen last year in the playoffs, the road teams and the success that road teams have. The silent cadence, you know, functioning in a loud environment where you can't hear anything and you're trying to check plays and you're trying to, you know, get your receivers in the proper route and you're trying to get the snap count down, that that goes a long way. And I guarantee Arrowhead's going to be nuts because I've played there. It's the loudest, one of the loudest stadiums in the NFL. I I just think that it's, it might be too much for Buffalo, but I'm not counting them out because they're, they, they are so good because of Josh Allen. And their defense is the number one defense in the league. So with that, shoot, I don't know. I, I, I really, honestly, in this matchup, it could go either way. It's in, in the playoffs, it's who makes the least amount of mistakes, who plays penalty-free, and whoever can do that, they'll come out on top. Awesome stuff. We appreciate it, Rob. Thanks for stopping by. And remember,
2: in the media, facts are never important.
3: <laughs> that <laughs> well, served me well thing, for the my one career. one thing I would say I is can't it, speak for in Courtney. my previous <laughs> profession, everything that you do say, is, you're held accountable to a very high standard you know, now I could pick a team to, like, the Patriots to roll on the Buffalo Bills, and they get their butts kicked, and it doesn't matter. You know, like, oh, yeah, okay, Nikovic, yeah, you used to play there, oh, Homer, oh, blah, 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 blah. Okay, move on, pick your next team. You know, it's a little bit different than when you mess up and Bill's looking at you like, I mean, come on, Rob, what are we doing here? You know, so appreciate A different way of life now. Enjoy the games this weekend. Thank you. Take care.
2: Rob Nikovic joining us in studio. Cutting the price of your wireless bill feels good. Really good. Actually, It feels great. You should try it. So cut your bill by switching to Straight Talk Wireless. Now offering our $45 silver unlimited plan with five gigabytes of Hotspot and Nationwide. 5G on America's largest, most dependable networks. The $45 Silver Unlimited plan from Straight Talk. Straight Talk Wireless. No contract, no compromise. A month equals 30 days. See terms and conditions at straighttalk.com. 5G capable device required. Actual availability and coverage. And of course, speed may vary. It's Chris Carlin, Courtney Cronin in for Greeny today on ESPN Radio in just moments the guy that maybe we're not paying enough attention to when it comes to the Bengals and Titans in that matchup. That is next. It's Greeny on ESPN Radio.
1: Greeny, the podcast.
4: Plus, everything's backed by their 30-day money-back guarantee. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Just go to ConstantContact.com right now. Constant Contact, helping the small stand tall. ConstantContact.com.
2: Meatloaf passed away. I mean, just, you know, a terrific artist. I always felt as if paradise by the dashboard light. And Courtney, you're too young for this, I think. Unless you know this song. Mm -mm.
0: I'm just going to set this one out. Yeah, R.I.P. Meatloaf.
2: Here's the only thing I'll say about it. This song, very overrated. Two out of three ain't bad. Much better song.
0: I have seen the Rocky Horror Picture Show, if that counts. Hey,
2: sure. Sure, that counts. Absolutely. And and were you one of the people, like, have you seen it in a theater and you would be, like, one of the people that would go and dress up to go watch it?
0: Um, no, that came out in 1975, so it's before my time. No, but so I mean, they I...
2: still have it in theaters. That's what I mean. Like they still do that. It's kind of a kitschy thing.
0: Oh, sure. No, that's not me. Yeah. I saw. It, I did not. I saw it at home.
2: Yeah. No. And I, I've never seen it. In fact, but uh, I don't feel like I'm missing all that much. I don't know what it is. <laughs> I, I really don't. Am I missing all that much?
0: I mean, if you like musicals, I guess I kind of have like a fun element of horror to them. Sure.
2: Yeah, I'm not a horror guy. I never have been. Absolutely not. For all the ones who get it done, Granger is always there to help. Granger offers supplies and solutions for every industry, 24-7 support, free access to product specialists and experienced staff at over 250 local branches. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facilities safe and your people safer. Call, com or just stop by. Chris Carlin and Courtney Cronin in for Greeny today on ESPN Radio, presented by Progressive Insurance. And, Courtney, you know, the Bengals game against Tennessee, I think everybody is just kind of looking at Tennessee and talking an awful lot about Derrick Henry. And even I made the point yesterday, maybe there's even more pressure on Derrick Henry than there is on Ryan Tannehill. But Tannehill is the biggest key to this game, Because I honestly think that when you're going against a defense like what the Bengals have been this year, which has been one that has been very good against the run, they're top five against the run, and they have a pass rush, Trey Hendrickson is going to be able to play, all of that being the case, I think there is some real pressure here on Tannehill, especially uh, when you factor in that he's got his weapons to get the job done.
0: Yeah, I mean, there's it's kind of like a no excuses type thing for Tennessee, right? Like you have Derrick Henry back. Yes, he is playing with a plate in his foot. So I don't know if we're expecting him to tote the rock nearly as many times as he did up until the Halloween weekend game where he got injured. But you have the you have everything around you, you've got AJ Brown, you've got Julio Jones and you've got your star running back on top of the other pieces that made the offense go when he wasn't playing. So it kind of feels like, all right, well, if there's not a plan A that you can go to, you have a B and a C if you don't get it done with those other options, that's probably going to fall on the quarterback so I, I I get the the notion of the pressure on Ryan Tannehill and plus also like the other playoff meetings where the Titans have come up short. And you can kind of point back to some of the, like especially against the Ravens a few years ago. You can point back to that and say, "All right, was it, you know, was it the quarterback play? Because that feels like that's the easiest one that we always we always go to, in spite of everybody else around him."
2: Totally agree. And and on the flip side, you know, with Burrow, I, I'm such a Burrow fan. Mm-hmm. I, I and it's it's so impressive how quickly. He has been able to turn that city. And we were talking before the show today. Just about, and you used a perfect word, malleable, in describing what his personality is. And a city like Cincinnati has needed a player, uh, not just of his you know, pr- productivity and of his stature, but a guy who can handle himself seemingly in any situation exceptionally well.
0: I just like him. I think there's something. He seems so personable, and it's not, you know, it's not. He seems earnest. Yeah, it's it's swagger, but it's not in-your-face, bristling type swagger. Which I think sometimes, like a Baker Mayfield, everybody talks about. He's he's cool in these situations, but sometimes he folds under pressure and then he'll bristle. Like, Joe Burrow has that same sort of keen awareness about himself, which then leads to a swagger that we all talk about, but it's never in your face. It's just kind of like this thing that, like, rides right under the surface level that actually, like, plays into his likability factor. Like, it's not... I don't know, he's not throwing it around in your face trying to, you know, be like, I'm I'm the number one overall pick, we just want a playoff game. Last week, the message was, this is not the icing on the cake, this is the cake. Here are my cool Cartier frames, Circa J-Lo's look in 2003. Those are pretty cool. I'm going to wear them post-game, and we're on to the next one. I thought that was, like, really genuine. I didn't look at that and say, okay, that's phony, like, whatever, He said they expected to win that game against the Raiders. Most people would have picked the same thing. But the way he delivered that message post-game and just the confidence that just oozes out of this guy but it almost feels effortless, that's why he's so easy to root for and to get behind.
2: It's Chris Carlin, Courtney Cronin for Greeny on ESPN Radio. Starting Stronger starts at AutoZone, where they've got battery solutions in the form of free battery testing, free battery charging, and replacement batteries that fit your needs. That's what makes them America's number one battery destination. Get in the zone, AutoZone. Now, having said that, this is, even with a defensive line that is as good as the Titans have, this is a game that I honestly believe has a chance to actually get away from Tennessee quickly because of Jamar Chase. Courtney, I have quickly come around on Jamar Chase being the best wide receiver in the game. And I know there are other guys, including the guy in Minnesota, that you were gritty in with earlier this that season. That, that And it was impressive, by the way. Thank you. Um, Thank you. Worked hard on that. Yeah. And, but there are other guys that can claim to that. But, boy, the way Chase is playing right now, We talk about game wreckers when it comes to defensive linemen. Jamar Chase is a game wrecker on offense.
0: Oh, my gosh. And, like, the breadth of weapons that they have in a place like Cincinnati is crazy. Like, think about C.J. Uzoma, what he did last week. And he only had six catches. Jamar Chase was targeted nine, uh, 12 times, nine catches, 116 yards, and he didn't even score. It shows you how many weapons they have to spread the ball around, and that gives me confidence that they might have the best group of playmakers around any quarterback that's still were playing in the playoffs. Like I know that that might take people by surprise in saying that. Joe Mixon, 1,000-yard rusher this year. You've got Jamar Chase, Uzoma, um, Tyler, you know, Tyler Boyd, T. Higgins. All of that starts – with someone like Jamar Chase, who does things that are just absolutely mind-blowing, the way that he can play the sideline, the way that he can play over the middle of the field, be a deep threat, all the things. And it just culminates in why this offense has been so successful for for Cincinnati. And what a tough test that's going to be for Tennessee. I don't think people are giving Cincinnati enough credit.
2: Uh, I don't disagree. And for the Titans secondary, this is going to be exceptionally exceptionally tough to try to slow them down. Greeny presented by Progressive Insurance. At Progressive, they're making things even easier. They're going to help you bundle your home and car insurance together so you can save on both. Learn more at Progressive.com or 1-800-PROGRESSIVE. It is the best sports weekend of the year. NFL Divisional Playoffs on the docket. Not just will we discuss how they're going to go down, but we're going to discuss how to make you money that is on the way next chris and courtney and for greenie on espn radio thanks for listening to greenie the podcast you can listen live each weekday morning at 10 eastern on espn radio and see it with the video on espn plus also catch greenie on get up weekday mornings at 8 on espn and also available wherever you get your podcast